Focus on cloud, location, data center industry, trends, the dynamic market. Well, I'm David Liggett with Data Center Hawk, and I'm really excited today to be joined by the CEO of JSA, Jamie Scott-Okataya. Jamie, great to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you, David, for having me. This is very exciting for us. Okay, so people that are in this industry, they know you. You have been a very uh, visible face in our industry for a long time. I think it speaks to the great work that you've done. But for those that don't, for those that wouldn't recognize either uh, your voice or the work that you've done, tell everyone about your background and why you decided to start JSA. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, well, you know, that, that adage, necessity breeds innovation, I think that uh, really defines how JSA started. Uh, back in the day, I was actually uh, director of marketing public relations for a company called Telex, uh, which you guys probably uh, remember the co-location provider that got acquired by Digital Realty Trust a couple of years back. Um, and um, but when I was there, you know, it was first day on the job, first week, and there was already an, a PR agency that was retained by them. And uh, so, uh, of course, you know. I picked up the phone, get the woman who's in charge of our account, finally on, on the call. And this is a very big multinational PR firm. I'm talking to their New York office and, and uh, her, her, other, um, her other accounts, could you not, were Colgate and Cheerios. And so she had Colgate, <laughs> Cheerios, and Telex. And Telex back then, this is 2003, uh -huh. uh, just starting. You know, yeah. uh, we were defining the word co-location at the time. And, uh, and so anyway, um, I was, I was on the call with her and, and she goes, uh, okay, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, telex, right, right, right. And I said, so tell me, what have you been saying to Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Queens, New York? Like, I, I want to know what's your pitch? Are they responding? Tell me everything. And the woman on the line goes, Jamie, I'm going to be honest with you, but no one cares about collocation. And, and that's, that's what she called <laughs> collocation. And, I said, and so I did probably, you know, um, people could call it ballsy. Is that a bad word? Yeah, um, that's all right. Uh, a ballsy move by saying, okay, I'm sorry. I got to let you guys go. You can't represent us. And like, we have one, one service here, one service sure. offering. You don't know how to pronounce it. You don't know how, uh, you know, who to call on our behalf, what to say. Uh, you basically told us that that our, our business model is not newsy, you know, like I, I just, <laughs> I want to work with people passionate about working with us, sure. representing us to these key influencers, you know? So to me, it was a, it was a, a deal breaker at the beginning. I had to explain to my fellow execs uh, later that day why, <laughs> why I did it. Uh, and they're all looking at me like, wow, she's, she's okay. Here we go. And I was like, but don't worry, don't worry. I will find a PR firm. That's all about our industry. They will be the leaders. They will know who to speak to, what, uh, mm -hmm. what trending topics to talk about. They'll, they'll get it. They'll have that passion I'm looking for. Um, and uh, as, as you can probably guess, there wasn't one out there. So um, again, early days of, of our industry, really. Um, and so, um, so I, uh, I started building it internally. Um, grew that their marketing uh, department. Um, and, uh, and then several years later, they went through their first um, sale. And um, that's when I started JSA to be that first and foremost uh, public relations, marketing and event planning firm for our industry. 
That's great. So, okay, I have a question. So when you chose to start that, what uh, were you, I'm sure you were excited. Were you scared? I mean, what were you thinking when you go? Cause I, you know, I experienced that too, when we started Addison or Hawk, however long ago, and I'm just interested in what that, what that moment was like for you. And you said, Hey, I'm going to do this myself. Well, it's funny. I, I remember distinctly, um, the, um, uh, Todd Raymond, uh, who now, um, uh, has his own, own amazing, uh, 1547, I uh, company. Um, but, um, uh, he was uh, head of legal uh, there at the time, and he was helping me create my LLC, doing my mm-hmm. formation papers. And he's like, so what are we going to call this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even thought about a name. This is insane. And he's like, well, how about Jamie Scotto and Associates? Because that's, you know, I, a lot of agencies, a lot of law firms, they they do the the name that, you know, people might be familiar with, and then and Associates. And he's like, wow. Goodness, I, I, you know, it's sort of like starting off on a lie though, because there's no associates. It's just me. Like, I don't, you <laughs> I'm know, the one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It sounds overwhelming. I'm not sure, but okay, just fill in the paperwork. I'll figure it out later. And even right on our 10 year anniversary, we we made it a point to really change our logo to JSA because it's really about us as a family, not just one person. And and it's. Uh, you know, again, over the, the years, it's been a combination of our, our family growing together, learning from one another, being able to, to work together, brainstorm, and then execute. Uh, it's, it's a family thing. And that's what really makes JSA uh, special. No, that makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense. What when you think about your core offering, help people understand. You know, obviously, PR firms. I'm sure people in their minds have like, hey, this is what a PR firm. I know what a PR firm does or did for our company here. But like from your perspective, like what are the base level offerings that you're like, hey, this is what we do, and this is the value that it brings. Yeah. Well, so we started out with our own, you know, little niche uh, in our in our data center telecom world. Uh, only being focused on on uh, our network infrastructure uh, industry, and um, and with that, it sort of bred a whole new definition of, of uh, agency. Um, mm-hmm. Even the word agency, again, I kind of shudder because I really didn't love working with agencies when I was yeah. on the side of the desk. Um, so I, I was always a little shy to use the word agency. Um, but you know what I realized is no, we just we redefine it. Um, and so, hmm. yes, we offer public relations and, and marketing and event planning, really seeing that all of these, um, these core, uh, these tactics are really all about the central core messaging of a company and using multiple channels to get this to market in a timely way and, you know, setting up sort of a clear call to action for every campaign mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, be, taking a more proactive approach to, to your overall marketing communications um, calendar. Um, so, uh, yes, how we do it and, and how it's all d- driven by data and proving that ROI, definitely, uh, definitely a, an exciting, interesting approach. But meanwhile, because we've been so focused on our industry, uh, back in 2008, we started our blog, Telecom News Now. Uh, so, uh, jsa.net slash blog. Now there's over 250,000 readers that go to this blog. That's awesome. Insanity when you think yeah. about our industry. Like, no, they're not Oprah Winfrey type numbers. Like, you know, uh, but in our industry, that's a really good. Hey, in our in our industry, those are Oprah type numbers. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> and and these are yes, your your data center operators, your your telecom carriers who who need to co-locate uh, in, in these key data centers. 
Um, but they're also the enterprise behaving much like their own yeah. networks, uh, you know, their own carriers. And uh, they have high bandwidth needs and, and really are interested in security and, and reliability. And so they're choosing their own pops and, and behaving much like a carrier. So um, everyone from government to streaming media to OTTs, of course, to um, healthcare, finance, I mean, all the usual suspects, I guess. Um, but uh, those are the folks that are engaging. And then so our blog became a channel and then um, social. But when we started JSA 2005, there was no social. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. I was having conversations with folks like, well, why don't we need a website? And I was like, mm. <laughs> like literally, sure. uh, I had one guy who's, who's now uh, sold two, three companies. I uh, love this guy. Uh, but I remember back in the day, he'd probably laugh right now uh, saying, um, he said to me, I already know everyone, you know, people know me. They, you know, they know who to call and I'm there when they, when they call. So why do I need a website? Oh, well, there might be some folks you don't know that you should. <laughs> I know. That's a good point. So I have a question about your other, so you started your blog. Now, if you, if you're not familiar with like JSA stuff, they have much more than a blog. I mean, they do videos, they do, um, podcasts. I mean, there's a number of things that you have done. So because we've, we've done some of those things, we understand the pain and some of the lessons learned, but to the companies that are thinking about pursuing those type of things, or what, what would you say to them? Like, what would you say to the company? It's like, Hey, we thought about doing a podcast is like, what should we do? Or, you know, something like that. Like, how would you uh, help someone think through that? Yeah. Um, and you know, now is the time, number one. Uh, podcasts are hot, of course, data center hot, yeah. uh, uh, showing us. Um, but, uh, you know, we started Data Movers uh, in the year of the pandemic, which uh, one year later, it's got over 7,000 listeners on it, which we're really proud of. And that just proves that uh, the podcasting, getting your information through audio when you're commuting to work or, um, I don't know, is that a thing? I'm not sure. Uh, or on, the, on uh, your Peloton. Um, but, um, but, you know, folks are digesting their information, their news in, in multiple uh, channels in multiple forms these days, audio obviously being one of them, video also important. So for us bringing those multiple channel opportunities for our customers to their marketing plans, it's, it's, it's critical. So if I was to like break down the steps, okay, I'm a company uh, raising my hand. I want to make it happen. I want to, I want a podcast. I'd say step one. And pretty much anything that we do here, we believe step one is always start with strategy. Why are you doing this? How will it impact your corporate and personal brand? Um, who, who are the listeners? Who are the intended yep. audience? What are their concerns or interests? What are their pain points? Uh, will your podcast content be providing fresh content that helps solve these concerns or further their interests? Uh, hopefully so, right? And, and then, you know, the, the very first step, probably the most difficult, but imperative, you, if you really want to tie your podcast series into true ROI for your time, your energy, and your company. Step two, I would say, who, who do you want to speak? What's your, what's your aspirational list of speakers? And that includes your hosts as well as your guests. Um, you know, and then, okay, what, what's, the, what's the structure of it? It's going to be one host podcast, two, three. Uh, what are the hosts bringing to the podcast? Is it their personality? Uh, is it their industry expertise? Do they have their own audience and are they willing to promote also on their end? What will drive additional value to your, to your initial strategy? Um, and then who are the guests? Are they going to be clients, partners, clients, customers? 
other industry headliners. So, um, you know, your guests are, are the critical piece. And, and so at that point, you make step three, you build a content calendar, um, you know, given your selected speakers, um, and make, a, make a calendar that is actually doable, that you can execute on. Uh, important part of podcasting, as you know, is consistency. Mm. Consider, you know, is it weekly that you go to, to release a podcast? Is it, is it uh, every two weeks, every month, but make it the same, same time, same day, make it um, reliable so your listeners can, can listen in. Um, so building out that calendar and, and build it so you're proactive, not reactive. Big, big thing for me. Build it so you are two, four weeks in front of your release dates. So you give yourself and you guess that time to review and approve the podcast content before uh, it's it's release date. But making those release dates uh, accountable is, is is big part of podcast success. And then yeah. you know step four: book, record, promote, repeat. You know, <laughs> and optimize everything. You know what what's working, what's not. Do do more of what's working, less less what's not. Um, and of course, if you have any issues, you just contact JSA. There you go. Come on. Well, I, th- I actually, so I would say that your comment about consistency is really important. And, you know, I think a lot of people maybe underestimate some of the time needed and uh, what, what, it, what it actually takes to, to do this on a consistent basis and produce it and market all those things. And so, you know, it is important to have that as part of your plan because if you are going to invest, especially if you're like a key member of an organization, you are going to spend the time to conceptually think about what you're going to say, deliver it, film it, edit, all those things. You know, you want to make sure you're getting it out there to people. You're wanting to make sure you, you mentioned the, the call to action. You want to make sure that there's something that it is designed to do and you can measure, hey, how effective is this? And a lot of people, it's just hard enough to just start. And, uh, and so to your point, it is valuable to have people helping, like either promote or think through or edit. Uh, I know that that certainly has been part of, uh, you know, our um, ability to consistently deliver content. And I always like I have I have a ton of respect. I don't care what the podcast is or how good it is. But if you can deliver 50, you know, different things of the same thing over and over again. There's a lot of, of uh, value there. And, and I think one thing that's really interesting about you is you have been doing um, not necessarily the podcast, but like you've been doing interviews with people for a long time. And I give you a lot of credit. I think you saw um, a part of our industry that was not uh, c- communicating in, in a medium that, that you were, I think, really one of the leaders and going like, hey, we're going to get on camera. We're going to ask questions. And I think that's you know, that was some of the things that we used to go like, hey, we need to be doing more of this for our industry because there's great stories to be told. There's people to talk to. Um, so I, I, you know, hats off to you and all the work that you've done on that. Thank you. Well, I, I'll tell you, I can't, I can't really, I appreciate that. But, you know, I, I'd love to take credit there, but it's really our clients and my, my team that have been driving the innovation. Um, I think the, going back to um, uh, JSA TV, our our it's my client. He came to me and said, hey, you know, I love all this great pickup uh, and mentions and, and articles printed uh, online, but uh, what about video? Can we do some more video interviews? And so uh, that's when we reached out to our, our media um, organizations and said, hey, can we do more, more video interviews? And they, they turned around at me and said, are you nuts? We're, we're struggling here. We, we just went from printed magazine to an online publication. No one's paying for ads. It's, it's a really tough time for, for uh, media. 
uh, now you want us to build a, a video studio. And, and so I said, well, if I, if I actually go to you and show you a video interview with one of our clients, we're putting their, their face behind the brand, why they're excited about this particular news, why now, who's it impacting? And we pure that with a press release. We bring that to you um, as, a, as a package. Would you, would you be more inclined to cover this news? Uh, and, and in video as well as in print. And they said, yeah. So that was the invention of JSA TV. And now we have over 150,000 viewers on it. So, awesome. um, you know, not, not too shabby for a data center YouTube channel. Right on. I, I hear you. And I know that I, I would agree. Tell us about your, you mentioned your customers. Like, what do you see as some of the things or the trends that they're working to, you know, or problems they're working to help solve. Like this is, as you know, we both know this has been a very uh, unique time in the data center industry and in the telecom industry, you know, the last several years. Uh, but, but what are some of the things that you're seeing them really try to get their arms around and, and solve? Yeah, I mean, the pandemic was, uh, you know, in, an incredible uh, time for us all to really dig in and innovate and keep on keeping on. And I think for, you know, one thing that makes marketing data centers so unique is that um, data centers are really, it's, it's an incredible solid business model. And when humans need to communicate, uh, it, you know, it, it, it becomes even more heightened during times of great stress or, or sure. trouble, uh, such as the pandemic. I mean, it's just part of our genetic makeup. If you think about, you know, when cavemen and women were painting pictures of great buffalo hunts on the sides of cave walls, like, you know, uh, we just always had uh, this genetic need for, hmm. for human interaction and communication. So with that, when the world goes crazy overnight, as was the case with pandemic for, for most of us, um, our, you know, our human need to connect only deepens. And, and then it's obvious a great business opportunity, real estate on steroids. So, uh, you know, you have um, data centers really sitting at a, at a brilliant place in, in history um, where we're, we're creating that necessary infrastructure for other industries and people uh, to, to really um, bring their, uh, bring their uh, business uh, technologies forward, get folks working from home, but in a productive manner and a safe manner. Um, you know, if you think about what we've done during the pandemic as an industry, uh, it, it's heroic. Uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's not just, um, you know, smoke and mirrors. Um, and I think when you are in the position and thankfully we're not, but, where you market business models that are smoke and mirrors, that leads to a downward spiral. No one trusts that company nor the marketer as the extension. And particularly with you know, PR, it's, it's all about relationships. So if you present a company as innovative and worthy of attention, well, gosh, they better be. You know, hmm. you're telling your, your journalists, hey, pay attention to this folk, this person, they better be. And I think with um, marketing data centers during the pandemic, um, you know, a lot of our uh, our engagement was uh, telling the human side of the story. These these heroes, like you know, keeping networks up and running. Could you imagine the pandemic if the internet failed? Yeah. What that would look like, and and so it was really um, crafting those stories. And but but what do data centers do from a business model, from a marketing model? They truly connect. They connect uh, people. They connect companies. 
and they allow us to, to uh, for next generation services and products, they allow us to get to a global um, level of connectivity where we're improving lives, health, education. Um, I mean, could you imagine if we had no internet during the pandemic, we couldn't educate our children. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, that the, these are, yeah, these are obviously, you know, buildings that have, uh, you know, the, the power and the connectivity and all those things that, you know, at the base level, it's, you know, pretty simple. I think the, the story behind that though, is, you know, it's the fabric of what's, you know, unifying our digital lives and being able to allow, you know, healthcare operations to work effectively and families to connect with one another over Zoom when they couldn't see each other. And, you know, all the, all of the, I mean, not to get too sappy with it, but, but it is a critical part of our, um, of our world. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that I get excited about when I think about the future. And I think about just being in this industry um, is, I can't predict all of the growth that will take place or exactly how it will take place. But, um, you know, I know it will grow and I know the value of the maturity of the industry is tying back to things like we just mentioned. What, from your standpoint, why do you get excited about the future of the data center industry? Um, so because I think it is the very fabric of, uh, what makes us human. Um, you know, it, we are um, at a, a really interesting time in our lives where we are building the digital infrastructure, the roadways uh, for, for our children to succeed. Uh, you know, just like this pandemic doesn't stop at country borders, uh, neither does uh, the need to connect and educate and inform. Um, you know, a lot can be said about um, the, the power of the internet, social, how it's impacting, its negative impacts. Um, you know, we're all sort of getting fed misinformation or, you know, now it's, it's really uh, kind of making uh, people even more separated and, and uh, against one another. And because you're only getting the news that you're clicking on, you know, and so all of a sudden you, you only have this opinion because <laughs> you're only fed this, this side of the sure. story. It's making us all a little bit more um, uh, separated from one another. But I think in general, I think about, you know, like uh, women and children in Afghanistan who, who now uh, can, even if it's in secret, access, access information and, and learn, uh, you know, uh, Western uh, philosophies, uh, which they had never had exposure to. So, uh, you know, it's, um, when I, when I think of the future of data centers, I mean, we can talk 5G, Edge, IoT, sure. uh, you know, what it means to agriculture even. Um, but, um, you know, so we could feed, <laughs> feed the planet. We could, you know, um, but, um, but I, I really see it as um, giving each person a sense of empowerment um, that, that never existed before in, in humanity. Um, and, um, you know, now education isn't just, Hey, I've got this, this certificate from this university because I was, uh, allowed to, and, and lived with a certain level of comfort that allowed me to it. Uh, uh it's, it's really anyone who, who wants to know about a topic or 
you know, they can, they can do a Google search. Like this is insane, insane time. And so, you know, where's the future? Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's going to be, how do we save our planet now using, using tools and technology? And, and that gets us, I guess, into a really interesting conversation about um, a lot of the, um, the drive uh, lately uh, for data centers to reduce their carbon footprint, uh, which I see as, you know, a really exciting next five plus years in, in, in the data center space. Uh, you know, I think there are technical solutions out there um, to help us further reduce our carbon footprint, uh, renewable energy sources for power, solar, geothermal, hydropower, wind, um, a lot of great technologies coming out of the Nordics um, that we're hearing about. Um, but even here at home, for example, a client of ours, uh, Nova Data Centers in Utah has done extraordinary work. Um, they're, they're building a phenomenal campus out there, um, utilizing solar energy and then cooling with ambient air. Um, and and uh, you know, even their, their uh, the flooring, uh, what height they're putting a flooring to help with the natural cooling of the air. Um, I, I think there's going to be so many more uh, really interesting plays there um, that we're all there. And again, globally learning. Um, and, um, and, you know, I really, um, I praise and I get excited by what Vantage Data Centers just announced that they're, um, they plan to be um, uh, carbon, um, uh, zero carbon emissions, uh, say 2030. Just saw that headline pop over last night. I don't have it in front of me, but um, these these headlines are exciting. Uh, I really I really uh, I praise our, our our industry for going this route, and making this a primary concern. And as a mother, um, and uh, and as a as a human being walking the planet, this has to be our concern. We can't just deny that it. it doesn't exist. Um, and and we need to because there are um, you know crazy things going on. Uh, a lot of like this cryptocurrency, what this is doing on, on uh, you know, to further uh, hinder our, our uh, uh, reduction of this carbon footprint is, is really, uh, you know, we have to solve for this. We have to solve for this together. Right on. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to connect with us and I really appreciate it. If people are listening to this and they want to connect with you or the JSA team, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Say hi at jsa.net. Um, reach out to us. Uh, you can you can also please visit our site jsa.net. It's a slash podcast if you want to see more data movers or any other cool podcasts. Uh, uh, and it's a slash blog if you want to read a little bit of our our daily news. Um, but yeah, we'd love to we'd love to chat with you. Um, and thanks so much for oh by the way, huge day here for JSA. I almost forgot. Uh, we uh, today it, we get to announce that we have top uh, 100 elite PR agencies by PR News, and uh, today we also uh, can confirm that we've made the Inc. 5000 list for 2021. So, um, a really exciting day of, of news and awards, and being part, of course, of Data Center Hawk podcast uh, highlight. So, uh, appreciate you and all that you do, David. Um, and I uh, love our partnership. Too. Yeah, right on. Well, congrats and congrats to your team. I know those are big achievements and um, it's a lot of days and weeks and months and years of hard work. So way to go. Look forward to catching you on our next podcast. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, David.